You're tuned into the Awakening Zone Radio Network, your news and information source for empowered spiritual awakening. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. Hello and welcome. I'm thrilled to have you back for another episode of Pure Presence. There's never a shortage of information to share regarding the current energetic patterns and fun ways to play in this energy. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about Pure Presence. During this show, you'll be offered information and reminders of who you really are. You'll be offered these reminders through the words that you hear and in the silent spaces between the words. Each episode will address various topics, but all for the same purpose. The clear intention of Pure Presence is that you know for certain and experience the bigness of who you are. The last half-hour segment of each show will consist of an entertainment energetic integration and balance session. In this segment, you will hear vocal toning, light language, and other right brain techniques for the purpose of supporting your alignment to you. This process is used specifically to bypass the left brain's tendency to simply remind you of what you already know and to allow you to expand beyond your limited patterns. Most people tend to feel deeply connected to a bigger part of themselves at the completion of these sessions. For that reason, when we are complete, I will, leave, I will leave you with a few closing remarks about how to get more information about this work and future offerings. If you would like to listen to this alignment but not participate in the energy work, just set your intention and it will be so. I'd also like to remind you that if you listen to Pure Presence on Blog Talk Radio, we'd love to have you join us on the Awakening Zone. Before we begin, here's founder of The Awakening Zone, Jeff Hoppe, to share a little bit about enjoying the zone. Hi, this is Jeffrey Hoppe for The Crimson Circle. Thanks for listening to today's program on The Awakening Zone the International Network for Empowered Human Awakening. The Awakening Zone is produced and sponsored by The Crimson Circle on the web at www.crimsoncircle.com. The website is a safe space to experience your spiritual journey without membership or dues and no dogma or rules. It's a gathering place for anyone who is awakening, no matter what their background or beliefs. The Crimson Circle Library contains over 10 years of some of the most insightful and provocative spiritual information available today, with channeled messages from the popular Tobias, Tumi Lal Singh, and Adama St. Germain. Everything in the library is free. Just log in and download it in text, audio, or video formats. On the website, you can also find out about upcoming workshops and events including tours to sacred and powerful sites around the world. Also, check out the store for a wide selection of home study courses and special topic channels. And finally, see if there's a Crimson Circle certified teacher in your area. They offer classes on subjects ranging from death transitions, 
spiritual birthing, ascension, clearing energy imbalances, and creating your own reality. With over 500 certifications worldwide, there's likely to be a Crimson Circle teacher near you. When you go to the Crimson Circle website, you'll see right away that you are not alone. There are humans all over the planet who, like you, are discovering the God within. Crimson Circle at www.crimsoncircle.com. Proud sponsors of the Awakening Zone Radio Network. And now, back to today's program. And now a word from our newest Awakening Zone Academy host, Sandy Sedgbear, speaking about Inside the Mind of God. Hello, I'm Sandy Sedgbear, and I'd like to tell you about a new Awakening Zone presentation that I'm hosting called Inside the Mind of God. Since the beginning of life on Earth, humankind has sought to know itself. Who are we? How did we get here? What is our purpose for being? These are just a few of the deep questions that have baffled, intrigued, and tormented some of the greatest minds for millennia. Throughout history, different nations, tribes, and cultures have discovered their own paths to knowledge and developed their own, often quite different, answers to these questions. In a world where religion, science, and spirituality have yet to reach any kind of agreement, where do we look for answers? Inside the Mind of God comprises seven interviews exploring the diverse spiritual teachings, belief systems, and understandings about the nature of God and reality, who we are, and why we're here, with several well-known speakers and teachers. My guests include three channels, one scientist, one medical anthropologist and shaman, a Hawaiian kahuna, and an indigenous spiritual activist and international speaker from the Cheyenne River Lakota Nation. I do hope you'll join me for this fascinating series. For more information on this class, please visit AwakeningZoneAcademy.com. Welcome back to Peer Presence. Once again, just thrilled to have you here. So today I'd like to have um, a conversation, kind of invite you into some of the experiences that we had in Boulder when the certified practitioners gathered there. And again, the specific reason for gathering there was really around um, this new neurology being anchored into human physiology. And so, you know, we've been talking about that off and on throughout um, these episodes on Peer Presence. And what I'd like to do today is I'd like to kind of have a conversation, one, about what I really learned about this new neurology as we went through this process, and also some of the things that were just great reminders um, for myself and hopefully everybody else that was involved there. You know, just some really simple maybe uh, tools or awarenesses that, can can move can move us with ease and grace and especially right now we know that this energy of april is you know pretty significant you know we've got major astrological alignments happening in the month of april we also have um um 
you know, uh, solstices or uh, and those kinds of energetic movements, you know, that are pretty significant. So what, you know, number one, you know, that was one of my first questions. It's like, why, why were we meeting in Boulder and working with this new neurology prior to April? Why, you know, why didn't we pick one of those kind of times to be working in this energy? But one of the first things that really emerged as an awareness was that in the past, you know, we have, humanity has, always gone through kind of tipping points in human consciousness. And we've gone through, um, you know, kind of massive awakenings. We've gone through uh, personal um, awarenesses and things like that, shifts in our own personal awareness. But in the past, as we understood it through this event, what typically has happened is that we have a new awareness, change comes about, if you will, because of the collective uh, consciousness kind of deems it time or has brought that energy forth. But more often than not, because of the levels of unconsciousness within us, we go into those uh, we go into those experiences of change with some degree of trauma or drama, right? And so one of the big pieces around this new neurology and the reason for it to be kind of imprinted, um, you know, over these last several months as we've been participating in these peer presence episodes and definitely, you know, in some of the other groups that I've been interacting with, it, it was all kind of a precursor so that as change occurs, as um as we move into a new state of being, that we can do so without the trauma and the drama. Because when those big changes occur, when, when say, let's say, when something comes to light that has not really fit into our perception of reality, you know, we have a preconceived idea of what human reality is meant to be, what it's supposed to look like, how we're supposed to function. And in those times of really massive um, changes in consciousness or evolutionary leaps, what typically happens is what is revealed is that, that reality doesn't function or reality is not quite what we perceive it to be. And the moment that we kind of get that jolt of, wow, you know, everything I have believed up until this moment is not actually a quote-unquote truth. It's, it was a perceived reality, but it was not truth. And in those moments, a lot of times what will happen is people will go into trauma and drama because they are either trying to hold on to the reality that they have known before or they are interested in placing blame on whatever is perceived to has to have created this change and which of course is a little bit interesting in and of itself because of course we collectively create this change we're always we're always in creation mode 
so what we noticed was that, number one, you know, to create change without trauma and drama could be very beneficial in supporting an evolutionary leap in human consciousness. It also became very obvious that this new neurology um, could support that process. And, and also not only this new neurology supporting the process, so let's look at this new neurology as how we perceive information or um, what we, um, yeah, how we perceive, how we deal with information. Do we allow that information to be fluid and take us from one state of perceived reality to a brand new state of perceived reality? And do we allow that to happen with ease, grace, and joy? Or do we hold on to the structure of the old reality, almost kind of clinging to it for dear life, and thus literally kind of uh, pull down the structure, if you will, um, in the wake of this fluid movement forward. So it's, you know, the analogy of, you know, holding on to the reeds at the side of the river or allowing yourself to literally flow um, in the center of the river and allow it to take it where um, it will take you and, quite frankly, take you where you have already kind of... um, decided it will take you, where we've collectively decided that it will take us. So that part was really interesting. What I also noticed is and just a lot of uh, a lot of awarenesses, a lot of awareness about what we rarely do as a, as a humanity, what we rarely do as individuals. One of the first, very first phases of this work had to do with creating the space. So we rarely um, we rarely consciously choose to create the space. So and yet day in and day out, every single one of us, we are creating spaces. We we have you know, right down to we've decorated our homes in certain ways. We have certain activities that we participate in within our homes that helps to create a space or within our places of business. And and the awareness that everybody who is kind of cohabitating within that home, they're creating a vibrational frequency. They're creating a space. Um, same way with at work. You know, it's why the energy of your home can feel so different than your place of employment, you know, because you've got the collective consciousness of that group creating the space. And in most cases, that energy is not necessarily coherent um, unless a company or unless a household decides that they have a common um, a common focus for the energy of their home or for the energy of their bu- their business. So, but what's interesting is even if you don't have a common focus, um, and even if you can't really speak about a common focus within your places of employment or even within your own home, to know that you can create that space, to be the one who knows that you can create that space. 
So that the space actually supports you in being all that you can be, so that the space actually begins to support you in moving through your life without trauma and drama. This is something that we rarely do, and it's something that is actually fairly easy to do. So if you're meditators or contemplators or even if you um, sit with the intention that your space be supportive of you, that your space literally attract every good thing that you need, every piece of ease, grace, and joy that would make um, life and living within that space uh, completely coherent with who you are. This is something that we rarely do, but, but again, I was reminded of it in Boulder, and we'll pass it along to you, because those moments of just sitting in an, and intending, literally pulling information from that space, pulling information to you that will be supportive of you in that space, Really pretty amazing. And also understand that when we're unconsciously doing that, everything that takes place within your space, your words, your deeds, your actions, you know, your focal points, those all are creating an energy within your space. And so, you know, again, a lot of times we do that unconsciously, but what would happen if we did that consciously? What happened if what would happen if we had all of these little bubbles of conscious creation all over the place and they literally were the structures of your own homes and businesses? The opportunity to function more coherently because of that is really significant. So one of the other things that showed up as kind of a you know, rarely, is we also, because we, in the old neurology, we have been conditioned to perceive ourselves as separate from each other. We also either don't know or rarely engage in the process of a true awareness that other individuals have different degrees of mastery than we personally have. But that doesn't mean that we are out of that awareness and they are in that awareness. What it means is that within the oneness that we all are, we can literally also pull awareness, pull energy, pull information from those individuals who um, we interact with on a daily basis. You know, think about, I mean, I think about how many times I've heard uh, a woman who is very vested in kind of metaphysics and consciousness and things like that say something along the lines, well, my husband or my spouse or my kids, they're all so grounded. They're all kind of like really in the quote-unquote physical world while I'm, you know, functioning in this perceived, um, quote-unquote, better place, you know. But 
But what's interesting is we need all of it. We we need that grounded awareness. We we also need our multidimensional awareness. So if you have somebody who's in your home who, you know, you perceive as, you know, the grounded one or the very much in the physical world one, and you are kind of finding that you are disconnected in one way or another from physical, um, quote-unquote, reality, you know, so why why couldn't we actually ask for some of that grounded energy? Why couldn't we pull some of that grounded energy and and vice versa, that individual, according to their own will and choice, could also pull from our awareness. This opportunity to really interface with each other and um, and understand that if you look at the much bigger picture, collectively we all have exactly what we need to move forward and create huge evolutionary leaps with ease, grace, and joy. But at a very practical application level, the ability to kind of go, wow, you know, that person over there, I really admire them. I, I admire their integrity. I admire their their focused attention. I am I admire their awareness or their perceptual reality. What would stop us from literally just being one with that energy or or pulling that energy a little bit closer to us so that we can have the experience of that. I mean, we truly, in this new neurology, we truly are not separate. And so, you know, it's one of those things of realizing what our own gifts actually are, realizing what surfaces over and over again, but also realizing that we, in these, you know, lovely human bodies that we've created for ourselves, We've created a focal point for those skill sets. But we've created a focal point not so they can be ours, not so that we can claim them as um, a superiority or something like that. We've, We've created a focal point for that so that it's like a beacon. Other people can look at that energy and choose it for themselves. And not only can they choose it for themselves, but they can draw on that energy. They can draw on that awareness and and in no way deplete the person that they are drawing that energy from. We all have these capacities and capabilities, and yet we rarely get right down to the meat of it and understand that everyone functioning around us has a uniqueness to them. And that uniqueness is a reference point for us so that we can we can choose a little bit more of that when we need it, so that we can collectively absolutely work um, as a oneness. The other thing that um, I noticed as well is that we rarely fully embrace let's say this differently in the new in the old neurology we rarely embraced 
the ability of the physical body to not only hold but to be the information of new realities, to be that focal point, that that beacon, if you will. And so very rarely do we we honor all the imprinting that goes into the physical body. And even more rarely do we honor all of the energy that moves in through and around the physical body in an attempt to move out of trauma and drama and move into coherence. So we've been so conditioned to believe that that kind of good is good and, and bad is bad, that we kind of have a tendency to stay in this dualistic approach to our own evolutionary development. And it goes back to that process of, you know, many people at some point in their conscious evolution, you know, they'll say, I want to be aware, I want to be more conscious. You know, they'll use that enlightenment word. And 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 as the powerful creators that we are, the moment that we say that, the moment that that's where our focus is, then everything begins to move us in that direction. But we also either, sometimes we like that movement and we call that ease, grace, and joy. And sometimes we really don't like that movement. We don't like what we have to let go of as part of the old neurology to have the new neurology. And so typically we have moved into some kind of trauma or drama to remove our focus or diffuse our focus from being the bigness that we are, from being all that we are. We start calling that bad, and and typically we're either calling ourselves bad in that or we're calling somebody else bad in that, placing blame, and, and it slows down the whole process. So part of meeting together in Boulder and really removing the potential impossibility of trauma and drama in this next evolutionary jump was really to allow there to be a continued, sustained focus on on the types on the on the beingness that we actually be, you know, on the truth of who we really are. And so, uh, nice inhale and exhale, everybody. So one of the other things that really showed up, um, we had kind of gone through two and a half days of building coherence, building coherence with the room, building coherence with each other, building coherence with each other's gifts. Um, building coherence with the 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 physical, mental, emotional, egoic, causal, dimensional, soul, and source bodies, and so a lot of kind of intricate work was taking place. Um, a lot of the work that we have kind of 
systematically gone through here on Peer Presence as well. And all of a sudden, we kind of reached, there was a bit of a sticking point. And it was a sticking point for the, the whole of the collective consciousness. And when I look at that a little bit broader, I think it's probably a sticking point for most of humanity. And the sticking point was this whole, one, it was based in uh, where we blame, where we either blame ourselves and or um, where we either blame ourselves or, you know, someone else. Um, But it really came out of this place of believing how we had been imprinted. So we all know that we have been imprinted by parents, teachers, you know, authority figures, governments, you name it, you know, that imprinting has taken place. But we also chose that imprinting. So there's no place of blame within that. One of the other things that manifest out of that imprinting is either um, a perception of inferiority or superiority. And we all know that we have played in both. You know, we all know that we go, oh, I'm, I'm quote-unquote better than or I am less than. We also, that energy also comes out of this other people's perceived realities that we are either too much in their presence or not enough in their presence. And so one of the very last things that needed to take place was truly the neutralizing of this energy, the neutralizing of that energy first by acknowledging the creator that you are, the creatorship, you know, being being quote unquote responsible um, enough to acknowledge that no matter what you chose, and you chose it for a very significant reason. You chose it to develop certain skill sets, to build certain levels of consciousness, to create certain dynamics and focuses within your own life so that you could be the being that you um truly intended to be in this human experience. So that was kind of the first piece of it. The second piece really had to do with neutralizing also this whole idea of too much and too little. So I'm going to ask you all this question as well, because as we move into this energy work, I really want to put a focus here. So just bring up, bring up within yourselves where you have been, um, where you still feel that there is a judgment around you being too much or too little. And also bring up where, as a defense mechanism, and it's either way you go, it's a defense mechanism, 
If you go into superiority, it's a defense. If you go into inferiority, it's a defense. Because what we realized is that the truth of it is is that we all are as we are. We all are perfect as we are. There is no greater or lesser. And when we move into greater or lesser, we also diminish our ability to pull from the strengths of other people. We literally diminish our, because we we create separation. And when we create separation, we literally cannot look at that person that we admire so much or that has a skill set that we would like to um, literally download into our own experience and beingness. We cut ourselves off from that. And so we don't value other people's gifts, and we clearly don't value our own in that scenario as well. But also in inferior and superior, in not enough or too much, we also forget to create our own reality. We forget that we're doing that all the time. We forget that we can literally create spaces that are supportive of us. And how many of us, when we are in inferior or superior, and we place that blame on some other authority figure, you know, in some other time, in some other place, are we totally abdicating our own empowerment to right here, right now, with this new neurology, create the space that supports us, create the people and the awarenesses and the consciousness that support the fullest expression of self. You know, these are um, these are places and spaces that are completely available in this new neurology. And and even as we talk about it, you can feel that the moment you go from the trauma, the drama, the blame, to the clear conscious choice to be all that you are, that yes, some things are going to unwind, and yes, there can actually be an awareness and a gratitude for that, and yes, that can be a movement that, even though it feels comfortable or uncomfortable, can still be a movement of ease, grace, and joy. And that's exactly what this last weekend was. And so as we move right into this energy work today, um, again, I'd like to pay attention to some of these key points and allow this new neurology simply to rise up within you, rise up, and, and all the skill sets that you have, all the skill sets that you can incorporate, all the places and spaces that you can be the fullest expression of who you really are, Allowing all of that to be your base, to be your functional base before you, before humanity, not just you, before humanity really moves into a tipping point, a tipping point in human consciousness, so that you have that broader view, so that you have that stable base, so that you have a degree of self-love 
and appreciation for others that you may never have had before, um, allowing that to tip us into an an evolutionary shift that happens with ease, grace, and joy instead of trauma and drama. So if everybody would just find a comfortable place to relax, All right, so find your breath. And as you find your breath, just allow that breath to open the heart space. It's almost like you're going to breathe into the heart and expand it open a little bit more. And breathe it in and expand it a little bit more. And so let's go right first into the physical body. So where in the physical body have you literally held the imprints of you being too little or too much? And where has the physical body literally gone into a position? I'm talking a structural position. Where has your body taken on the form of superior or inferior? So you know it. You can, you can see it coming a mile away, somebody walking towards you. You can tell kind of which end of the spectrum they're coming from. And you can also very joyously feel when they're coming from neutral. And they're just more in that sweet spot. So everywhere in the physical where it is inferior or superior, too much or too little, Let's have a conversation right there. Koko mo o toko eki itateki sa samataki o komo toko matateki. Ai o mo o mo eki itaki so se tateki. So let's just remember. Let's remember what we have available to us. Let's remember that nobody else created our reality for us. And let's also remember that as any one of us really takes back our sovereign uniqueness, that we actually have the capacity and capability of offering something to this world versus just playing in the collective unconscious. of this new neurology or the old neurology. Okay, 
So allow the physical body to literally loosen up. Move the physical body a little bit. Literally, you'll find you know where the places and spaces are within you that have held inferiority or superiority. You have watched yourself move that kind of energy right into form. And so any places and spaces where we've done that, let's start breaking it up. There you go. Really moving. Okay, let's break up this energy a bit more here. Here we go. body structures of past neurology, fluidity, and feel that fluidity in the physical body. You might actually feel it as a movement in the body, a wave, a dissipating of energy as the old flows into the new. A nice inhale and exhale. And so let's move right into the mental body. So where in your mental body Have you taken the position or bought the ideas of too much or too little? And especially where within the mental body have you taken on the position of superior or inferior because of it? Where do your own thoughts naturally go to separation? I'm better than or less than. Simply in an effort to maintain some identity, an identity that actually doesn't support you in being all that you are an identity that actually has created a structure or a box of limitation to function within versus giving yourself full permission to be just as you are, as you are, just what is. And quite frankly, what is for this moment? And then what is 
in the next moment. There's a, an awful lot of m mental programming, mental box building, limitation from the old conditioned neurology that can completely be eliminated. And it's as simple as a choice. So every time in the mental body, when you find yourself going to too little, too much, sometimes a phrase as simple as, it simply is, am, I am, it is, with no additional information, literally allows the mental body to come right back into neutral. In neutral, the mental body can flow and be fluid with all the potentials and possibilities that exist in that moment. Every single time we make that choice, that current or that wave, that oneness can gather us up, move us along, allow something brand new to be created in our reality that much more effectively mirrors the truth of who we really are, simply mirroring too much or too little. Okay, let's have a conversation here in the mental body. When we're in this flow, when we're in this fluidity, this is where we can really draw on the, or co-create with, build coherence with the gifts of of those around us with the gifts that are not, of those not necessarily in physical proximity or even physicality with us, but the gifts of all that is available, all that we choose to resonate with, all that we, yeah, literally have access to all of it in this fluidity. So let's make that point of reference much bigger here so we can find it very easily. or too little. It was literally wired to everything else other than what is. Right? And for 
for that reason, we didn't have access to what is. Sometimes what happens is this old neurological wiring becomes unwired when those synaptic connections literally kind of uh, die off a bit because there's no focused energy. There's a neutrality. There's no focused energy in the duality of that. All of a sudden, the mind can be very still. It also can happen that you go to have an opinion or a, 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 a focused kind of vantage point based on that old programming, and it really becomes not worth your energy. It literally dissipates. It fizzles out. There's no electrical connection. There's no chemical connection to hold it as a reality. The quiet, aware neutrality. Another gift of moving out of this old programming because in that neutrality there is literally awareness. Awareness of some broader aspect of you. You become aware that you are consciousness itself versus your conditioning and the opinions that we've created because of that conditioning. So again, just a choice. If you so choose. A nice inhale and exhale, everybody. And if you'll place your attention in the emotional body, Sometimes this emotional body can be really tricky, really subtle. Right? You can literally feel it as an emotion or an energy when you move into too much or too little, superior or inferior. And you know it because this peace that you can be this peace that you are, it kind of wobbles a bit in either one of those. Even in the model of or the perceived reality of superior, you'll notice that that doesn't feel very good. The mind might like the idea of it, but if we give ourselves permission to actually feel ourselves, our experience in either inferior or superior would have to acknowledge that it doesn't feel good. It feels like separation. 
it feels like another opportunity to place blame either on somebody else or most often ourselves. You know, we make ourselves wrong and that doesn't allow for this beautiful, open state of being. So let's have a conversation in the emotional body and actually even with the sensory system, how the, how the senses receive and have been kind of conditioned to a particular pattern and typically a pattern of trauma and drama around too much or too little. So what is possible? What's possible when the emotional, mental, and physical bodies are in coherence with what is? What happens when those bodies are coherently neutral? Could it be that the physical experience then becomes one of awareness, consciousness, be that as we step out of those basic, basic imprints that we can become aware of what we are beyond that. And what if it's that easy? What if we have the beautiful support of a new human neurology, one that literally wants to move us into flow, wants to support and move us into what is. What if our spaces and places, the people that we love, the people that we find challenging to be with, what if all of it is flowing us into what is? blowing us into our own unique sovereignty, a sovereignty that's established by pulling threads, pulling places of resonance. And once and for all, allowing ourselves to be all of it. One with all of it. There you go. So koke ma tata koeki So even in the very subtle awareness of the emotional body, let's make that target just a little bit bigger. It's very easy to find. Here we go. Kiata kokomo atate ki sata te kokomo ate.
emotional and physical bodies to be coherent in the fluidity of this new neurology, allowing this neutral space of conscious awareness, conscious beingness, and it is so, we chose. We say so, and it is so. So if you've drifted a little bit during this experience, just allow these words to have you be right here, right now, neutral. A lot of ease, grace, and joy in neutral. And as you come right here, right now, allow yourself to find your breath and begin to move that breath through the body. It's like inhaling into the heart and exhaling out through the trunk. Inhaling into the heart and exhaling up the neck and out the head. Inhaling into the heart, exhaling out through the limbs, all the way down through the fingertips and toes. There you go. Allowing yourself to notice the stillness or notice the presence that's available. Literally kind of accessing a oneness point. So wiggle fingers and toes, shrug shoulders, rotate your neck, move the body a little bit, three nice deep inhalations and exhalations, and on the third exhale, breathe your eyes open. Take with your eyes open, just take a little make a little connection. Connect with the body. Neutral. Funny how neutral gives you access to everything. Mental body, neutral. Emotional body, no trauma or drama, just neutral. Okay. 
Thank you for spending this time with me. You've done some powerful work today reconnecting to your peer presence, and over the coming days you will notice the effects of this change. Please notice what you notice and be easy on yourself as old unproductive patterns diminish and a fuller expression of your peer presence emerges. The effects of these sessions are cumulative, so please join me again on May 2nd for another episode of Peer Presence Aligning to Self. For those interested in the newest population of children, you can join me on Peer Presence All About the Kids on May 25th. The next Level 1 certification process begins on Monday, April 7th. There's still time for a free 20-minute consultation if that is of interest. Coming up next on the Awakening Zone at 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time is Miriam Knight on the New Consciousness Review with guest Catherine Agranovich, which will, she'll be discussing her new book, My Large, Loud Spiritual Family, Finding Peace, Purpose, and Healing in the Chaos of Daily Life. Sounds like a perfect adjunct to what we just talked about. Thank you again for sharing this time with me, and until next time on Pure Presence, many, many blessings. and inspiration for our evolving consciousness.